Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Look out! He's only film stepping down at twice. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a snooker cue, and I love films. As Robert Louis Stevenson once said, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap but by the seeds that you plant and the amount of times you can squeeze in a screening of School of Rock. Wow, I had no idea he was such a Jack Black fan. Who can blame him? It's a great film. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Ricky Gervais, Jamila Jamil, Mark Kermode and even Eduardo Gamblino. But this week, my special guest is award-winning actor and one of the stars of HBO's Succession. It's Sarah Snook. Announcement! On 26th of February, I will be doing a big live podcast with a very special guest at the Islington Town Hall. You can get your tickets on the Dice app. Also, if you do enjoy the show and you want to support it and get more content, come over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you'll get extra guest questions. You'll get videos, guesses, tickets, recommendations, all sorts of stuff. This week, I got big old chat with Sarah up in the Patreon about best openings, best closings. Shit like that, you don't want to miss it. Give it a look over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. So, Sarah Snook. So the show that Will Bridges and I created and wrote for AMC that we've been making for the last year, it was our great honour to have Sarah Snook play the lead in the first episode, and she was magnificent. As soon as I found out she had rarely done a podcast, I thought I would take the opportunity to trick her into doing mine. She is an amazing actor, an absolutely brilliant person, and you are going to love this. We recorded this about an hour before she had to get on the plane to fly back for Christmas, uh, right at the end of the shoot. It was a little bit rushed, but I think we managed to get through everything that we had to do. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 79 of films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. It is me, Brett Goldstein, and I'm joined today by a writer, a director, a uh, award-nominated, and when this comes out, possibly award-winning, although she's won awards before, let's face it, she's absolutely decorated. She's caked in awards. She is an actor and a hero and successional. Please welcome to the show the brilliant Sarah Snook. Hi. Hi, Sarah. How Hi. are you? I'm good. Did you call me a succession lord? I, su- I said you were successional. Oh, successional. Cool. Yeah. You, uh, we are in Madrid. Yeah. I think we can say this because it's been announced, right? Uh, the show that Will Bridges and I uh, co-created yeah. and wrote, you play the lead in the, yeah. in the, in the opening Pilot. episode. Yeah. The and yeah. you were so phenomenal that we decided <laughs> to say that you had to come back to Madrid to film an extra scene. <laughs> but in fact, it was a trap to make you do the podcast. <laughs> Got it. I knew it. So thank you for coming. I knew it. Yeah. Thank you for coming back. You're welcome. Thanks for having me back. Uh, oh, where do I start? Is this, you don't do a lot of podcasts? Yeah, I think I have done one and only one, and I don't think I've done more. But I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. A lot of podcasts. You listen to the serious, depressing ones. I, 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel like there's like a constant guilt over my head that I'm not learning enough or not sort of um, engaging my brain enough. And so I'm constantly listening to stuff that sometimes I'm boring myself with, but I'm like, must cram information <laughs> in now that I don't, you know, that I'm not at university or at school or anything. Riddle me this. You live in New York. Yeah. You're from Australia. Yeah. You're in the show that people fucking love and sort of everyone I know is all they talk about. So what is that like for you? It's weird. It's odd being on the inside of it. And I, at the same time, I was also like, I love the show myself. So it's kind of, it's great because like, what a kick to, um, to, yeah. to be with people who are like, I love your show. I was like, me too. <laughs> um, I love, you know, everyone on the show and they're all such talented people and, and, and creatives who make it and the technical sort of the crew who make it as well are also so great. And like, it's a very uh, good experience to create the show. So to have people like it is icing on the cake, really. Because I'd keep making it if people didn't like it, because yeah. it's so much fun. <laughs> and you're sort of tra- trapped contractually as well, if you, didn't, yeah, if I mean, you hated it. Yeah, it's you... lucky that it's a nice prison. Yeah, that's very good. You like films? I do. I do like films, but I feel like I'm constantly, maybe this is, this is a theme, like my, I feel like I've not seen enough films, and I'm like, I must, I've not seen that film, and I, I feel like I'm always like behind on information and I'll find on films and behind on TV. And... A lot of pressure on yourself. You're cramming a lot of news in your head, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got time for Stop films. watching, po- listen to podcasts and start yeah. watching more films. Okay, let's, let's get into this. Uh, I've forgotten to tell you something. You've come all this way. <laughs> yeah. You've come all the way to Madrid, come back to Madrid from New York, and I've forgotten to tell you, and I feel like a dickhead, because I probably should have told you. Before I got on the plane? Yeah, in a way. Mm. At least you could have been a bit more prepared, but... Ah, fuck it. I'll just tell you. Um, You've died. You've died. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, really. Damn it. How do you feel? How did you die? (sighs) I feel a lot freer. Yeah? Yeah. You don't have to keep cramming all them depressing podcasts in your head. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to keep watching bloody movies. Yeah. Although, in heaven, I get to watch as many... Um, provided I'm going to heaven, provided well, there we'll is see. a heaven. We'll see. Um, I get to watch as many movies as I want. How did you uh, die? I died, I died in a great space accident. Nice! <laughs> yes! What happened? Uh, well, because it would be hard, I think, for you to just suddenly die. Because you would um, have no impact and not feel the pain. and Like, you'd have the impact and not feel the pain and all that kind of stuff. And that's, that's great for you, but not nice for your family. But I thought that if I went into space, that everyone's sort of on board with the possible um, dangers of me going into space. Right. For this sort of, uh, I don't know what, what it is, but it's like some sort of gala thing of like, she's, she's some, some heroic thing in space. Oh, you're doing something good. I'm doing something good in space, and it's likely that I could perish. And if so I, sorting out climate change is how you're popping yeah. a plug in the atmosphere. And if I, if I managed not, like, if I managed to, like, succeed, yeah. then I'm a hero. But I could actually also die doing it, die trying. And, and so then it's painless for me because I just run out of oxygen and go into delirium and then I die. That's nice. Um, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like you would have you. It's like of, drowning in. It's space. like drowning, but in space, I don't wouldn't like to drown because of the panic of drowning. But in space, there's no gravity, and so there's no there's like less potential for panic. Right. In your death, have you like popped out of the spaceship? Are you just free floating? Yeah, I had to do something in, on the on the spacecraft. And if you were on this side of it with yeah. all the gear on. Mm, yeah, it's a bit like Gravity, I guess, okay. now that I think about it, which terrified me <laughs> as a film. Right. Um, and also, what a view. Like, you see... Lovely you view. See, no uh, one's arguing with that. And then you come, you know, if you re-entered the atmosphere, you'd burn up and... Which way are you going? But you're burning up as you re-enter the atmosphere? <laughs> no, I'm going... I'm already dead. I'm, I'm dead in space. So you fell off the edge of a spaceship yeah. trying to fix something. Yeah. And you slowly ran out of oxygen and went, <laughs> yeah. and that is a nicer death than drowning. Well, maybe I wouldn't slowly run out of oxygen. I would just open my mask. But then your head would explode. Would it? Yeah. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. Maybe, okay, I'll slowly run out of oxygen then. <laughs> uh, okay. Would your head actually explode? Yeah. 
I've seen uh, Total Recall. I think it does, because <laughs> the pressure's too much or something. Uh, maybe I'd pump all the oxygen in at once so that I over-inflate my... I'm like, because isn't there like an oxygen saturation? Isn't there like a weird high or delirium thing that you would go into? Basically, I would need to pass out and then obviously die because... You're really after a buzz at this moment of death. I get that. I'm slightly worried about the build-up to the delirium. Well, because I have to be in space because I feel like for the family and friends, it's not nice to just suddenly die. So then if they are prepared for my death... Somehow. So you've treated it like uh, a goalkeeper, soccer, yeah. during a penalty shootout, <laughs> in that you're a hero because no-one's expecting you to save any. If you save one, yeah. you're amazing. Yeah. You're going on a space mission that is doomed. <laughs> no-one's expecting you to come back. But if you did, yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. But instead you fell off the edge... <laughs> You, were, you just fell off yeah. the spaceship. But, I also, but we still think you're a hero? You yeah, because fell before off. I fell off, I gave some really um, important data. Right. Data collection that was really important, that intrinsic to saving the, saving the world in the future. Right. And mm. it did help? Mm. This account, mm. the, the accounts that you downloaded from space? Yes. <laughs> really helped. Off. Yeah. I sent them straight to Greta Thunberg, and she, you know, she's the queen <laughs> of the world at that time. This isn't, you know, this isn't like 60 years' time, you know. Okay. So you're, you're quite I'm a 90-year-old. <laughs> so you're 90-year-old. I'm a 92-year-old astronaut. You've gone up to do some, do some invoicing in space. You've stepped you're, off the side of the rocket. You're like, oh, I'll, I'll just input the, input the data. Whoops, I've fallen off. Oh, I'll tell you what will give me a nice high. Nice <laughs> breath of air. Opens the visor. Head explodes. No, this is you're making a mockery of my. No, it's very, it's good, it's very cinematic. Yeah, yeah. Pity I didn't watch many movies. Yeah, and people they're sad, but they were prepared. They were prepared as you went up as a (laughs) ninety-two-year-old. Probably none of them are left anymore. Yeah, they said, "Well, she's the likelihood of her." Yeah, she had a good innings. Yeah, ninety-two-year-old astronaut. Yeah. It's a good idea, actually, send 92-year-olds on missions, on <laughs> yes, suicide missions. It's a great idea. It's actually a very good idea. Yeah, that was what I was paying the way for. That's was, your I legacy. was the first. Yeah. Lots of old people going, what the fuck, now I've got to go in, <laughs> save the world again. Yeah. Yes, Grandma, and yeah. we're going to say goodbye now, just before you <laughs> Just in case. I love yeah. that. All right. Are you, do you worry about death? No. Hmm. I don't know whether it's because I haven't had a... Um, close family member pass away sort of like immediate family but I haven't had a lot of experience with death and sort of blithely blithely I think that um I'm fine with it but (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that once it sort of um, you don't worry about your own death like as in you're not scared I've had a good life you have I'm pretty happy I often think that it's like well this this is enough it's great so far so good thanks Uh, (laughs) yeah that's very healthy. <clears throat> Do you think there's an afterlife? I wouldn't rule it out. I think it would be presumptuous of us to to completely rule that out. Because who's to say? <laughs> I mean, you are. Um, in which case I would say, yes, there's some sort of energetic, spiritual... I don't know. There's something. Surely. Something. Yeah. Very arrogant of us to presume absolutely not when there are so many other wonders in the universe. What is it? What is the afterlife? (laughs) Energy? Echoes? That painting looks like the afterlife. Yeah, I'm in in an apartment in Madrid where there are two paintings on the wall that look like they're in Twin Peaks Firewalk with me Mm. and they scare me every night. Mm. And sometimes I think if you look at them long enough, you will appear in them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's the afterlife. That's the other yeah. fucking painting of the David Lynch <laughs> film. Oh boy. I don't know. Something. There's something there. Yeah. I don't think we can't be the only miracle of the universe. You know, like yeah. it's kind of yeah, I'm sure that somehow we'll find life somewhere, even if it's in sort of another dimension. I've no idea, but I'm just I'm not like that. gonna rule it out. I like that. Mm. Well, do you think 
there's multiple realities happening at once. Possibly. I don't know. Like a sliding doors kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not really. I, I, I'm, I, um, <laughs> yes, but no. Okay. No, I mean, I like the idea of it. Well, isn't that what, I mean, Einstein said that time is like a loaf of bread and if you sliced it into slices and put a point. Uh, one I of don't the, know one Einstein's one life the... is like a loaf of bread. <laughs> Quote. Don't, don't no. you remember Einstein Gump? It's, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, one of the scientists, oh God. Um, described it. Now I sound really dumb. Um, but there's like it's like time is, can be described like a loaf, loaf of bread, and if you drew a point from one side of a loaf uh, yeah. to the other, even if you sliced it and then reorganized it, those points would still be in the same. Those points would be in different places, but still, it's like a relativity thing. I don't know. It's, oh, what well, they're fixed. You can you can shuffle the bread. You can shuffle the bread, and they're fixed only by. Uh, I don't. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's, I can see the diagram and I can't explain it. But I know that time is like a loaf of bread. Yes. Yes, multiple dimensions and realities can be happening at once. Uh, Because time is is a construct in our own minds because we have to organise the the passage of um, deterioration, I guess, and the passage of time and things. But that it's our own experience of it and that there is apparently argument that all things are all happening all at once so the ancient egypt and and einstein and all these things are all happening all at once it's just our perception of how uh, we experience it personally we're always in the center of it so we can we can discern that there is a future and discern that there is a past but it's only relative to us because we're in the center of that moment <clears throat> i'm sure that, i'm getting this science wrong and that is a, it's exactly like a loaf of bread Apparently, it's like a loaf of bread. Yeah. I'm gonna find the. I'll find the scientist and tell you. Tell you, it's like I don't know, not Brian Cox, but one of those scientists. <laughs> one of my other co-stars. Yeah. Well, you were right. After all, <laughs> there is a heaven, uh-huh. and it's filled with cinemas. Ah, brilliant! Your favorite kind of cinema, which is? I really like a cinema that serves you food. Do you? I I can dig that. I would, yeah. <sighs> Not into. Do you know what? I was even looking today to go to the cinema, mm. and the and the nearest one is one of them ones with like luxury reclining. Mm. I don't. I'm not. Listen, not I'm not the, going for a nap. Not into the luxury reclining. No, 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 not that. I want to there's, sit up there's, straight. There's one in 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 Williamsburg called uh, Nighthawk. It's in Prospect Park as well. Yeah. And it's like upright chairs, but there's like it's, a little table between the two of you and you can just like order a cocktail or order nachos and like i kind of dig that yeah there's something yeah i think i treat cinema like um some sort of punishment that i think should be fucking sat <laughs> in an uncomfortable some chair. Sort of church but you yeah you both. should yeah. sit up on an uncomfortable chair mm. straight wow no one come bringing you shit this, this you're is there church. to watch <laughs> the thing. Yeah. yeah you're there to watch the fucking thing not mm-hmm. to have a lie mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. And a meal. Yeah. Pathetic. Do you know what, actually? Yeah. My favourite cinema is a full one. Because really? my favourite cinema-going experiences have been when the, when it's been full, when it's a theatre full of people. I always prefer films. I always, like... I, you know, I love the films I see at film festivals because they're often full cinemas. Yeah. And because people are reacting audibly to what they're watching. And they're yeah. also often at film festivals, you know, film nerds and buffs and... Fanatics, so they're more willing to react. Um, yeah. yeah, the my favorite experiences of film watching have been in full cinemas. You like community? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, in this heaven, everyone's obsessed with films. It's like a old film festival crowd, mm-hmm. actually, <laughs> but like not in a bad way. <laughs> and when they ask questions at Q and A, they actually ask questions. They don't just tell mm. you that they're right. They they're making their own thing. And, yeah. And anyway, yeah. that was it's more of a comment than a question. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they want to know about your life through films. Uh-huh. The first thing they ask you is, what is the first film you remember seeing? Okay, the first <clears throat> film I remember seeing at the cinema yes. was Aladdin. And I went Lovely. with, um, it was Matthew Noble's birthday, and I was the only girl invited. <gasps> Shout out to Matthew Noble. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen him since. <laughs> he would have been a year, he would have been, it was like, I think I was about five or so when that came out. And I was the only girl invited, 
And I loved it. We were, I remember sitting, we were all sitting in a row in the cinema and I was just in rapture watching this. And to the point where at the end, my favorite point, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the genie doing all his stuff, obsessed. And when the genie pulled, like they kiss. So I'm really into the story. They, they, they kiss. And all the boys next to me went, Ugh, <laughs> and I had been like, you know, leaning forward in my seat going, mm. oh, and then they kissed I'm like, oh my goodness. And hear this, I go, oh, oh no. Oh, <laughs> sort of immediate judgment or shame of going, yay, romance. And then, you oh no, saying. boys don't like romance. Oh, hang on. What's going on here? And then having this like roller coaster of emotion where suddenly the genie pulls up the, the screen and goes, made you look. And I was like, he's in the cinema. Uh, he's there. <laughs> I got really like, uh, wow. like, it's so meta. Not even really knowing what that <laughs> meant, but just thought that was the cleverest. Um, How many geezers were you out with? <laughs> makes it sound like a really weird five-year-old date. Yeah. Would have, there might have been about 13 of us, or like 10 of us at least. Do you know? I remember, ca- oh, no, maybe not. But I remember catching the tram back later we were saying on the, on the platform and everyone was like talking about the film and I was like yeah when they like, not wrote, when they kissed obviously. when they wrote on the carpet was, oh, and the genie and they're like yeah but how gross is it when they kiss I'm like oh yeah <laughs> I hope I never kiss <laughs> uh, what did you do that Matthew Noble <clears throat> who was the year above no less mm. was like I don't like girls but she's cool uh, she can come to we, so my our sisters used to um Go to, well, we went to the same, we must have, yeah, we did go to the same school. Our sisters were in the same year, so they were friends. And I would go around and play with Matthew, I think, as well. And then, and you know, we would play cars and trucks and like, a, you know, I was a bit of a tomboy. <laughs> and um, my sisters would dress me up for photo shoots at, um, at their house in like little Bo Peep outfits or with their dog Minus, who terrified me completely. Like, Minus? Yeah, this tiny little Jack Russell called Minus terror of a dog interesting name yeah really sharp claws he didn't like me and i didn't like him and yet we had to pose photos together (laughs) so the yeah was it with matthew noble's mum and dad mr and mrs noble took you lynn noble took took us yeah yeah shout out to lynn shout out to lynn amazing and a big old oh and matthew noble's dad was my dentist for years like 18 years straight would have been until i moved out of adelaide to sydney yeah wow forgot about that no even longer yeah Mr. Noble. Great Yeah. Congrats, Dr. Noble. <laughs> yeah. You uh, loved the cinema. Big old cinema? In the one where I saw Aladdin? Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been like... Did you think, yeah. I want to do this? Not then. I didn't know that that was a job. You didn't know you could be an animated character? No, I didn't. I just wanted to be. <laughs> um, no. How many siblings you got? Two older sisters. All close? Nine age, ten and six years older. But, um, yeah, we're close, yeah. Uh, what is the film that made you cry the most? I remember, I, okay, so I have a specific memory of crying, because I cry a lot in films, yeah. and I cry on planes a lot. And sometimes I will choose the film in order to cry on planes. <laughs> like, I'll be like, this looks like a sad film. I'm on a plane. I'm going to watch it <laughs> because it's just so good. I don't know what Makes it is. I don't know. There's something in... But it's anecdotal. I don't know what, what the science says, but it's there's anecdotal evidence of crying. It, crying oh, on planes happens yeah. more. Um, so I'll set it up so that I do. And I remember watch, And I didn't do this in this case, but I remember watching Warrior with Joel Edgerton. Yeah. And, yeah. And bawling. Bawling. I don't even... I can't really remember what the film's about. Yeah. But bawling. Episode six of the show that you're in, <clears throat> uh, one of the big visual references is Warrior. Oh, there you go. I found it really upsetting. Um, well, it's a really good film with a really ridiculous pitch. If you just hear the pitch, you go, this is dog mm. shit. Mm. Two brothers <laughs> are forced to UFC each other. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the, yeah. the pitch. Yeah. And they'll finally work out who's the two estranged that's brothers. That's right. Yeah. Got a UFC. Yeah. Found it desperately sad. Yeah. And then, like, as a kid, um, my girl, obviously, <sighs> killed me. It was like death. That, that was like... There's your that's, death. Yeah, that's a real first experience of, of death. <laughs> so yeah. when you say you have an experience loss, you mean 
than Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and like such a heroic act to he he doesn't he didn't doesn't he run in there to get her ring? Uh. And then he loses his glasses and that's how why he dies. But he but there's something that he didn't need to go in there and he did yeah. to sort of for something for her. So Warrior on a Plane is your film that made you cry the most? I think so. I like that. Like embarrassingly <laughs> sobbing. People can't keep the screen, it's just two men punching each other. Yeah. Basically, I'm like, what is the state of humanity if two brothers have to fight each other? <laughs> For a oh, belt. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, what is the film that scared you the most? I did do a horror film a couple of years ago and I had never it? watched. Uh, it's called Jezebel. <laughs> Yeah, puzzled look. Yeah, yeah. Go anyway, on. <clears throat> and I'd never seen any horror. Yes. because I'd been too scared to watch films that scare me. And also, I think I'd been told by Mum not to watch them, or I wasn't allowed to watch them. But I never had an interest in in, in seeking out scaring myself. Um, so I went on a whole like binge of watching horror films. It's like this is my research. I'll watch a lot of horror films. <laughs> but the, and I found that I was like, oh, I quite like horror films that scare you because I know that it's not real. But the one that scared me the most, that actually genuinely scared me, is American Psycho. Interesting. Because that's possibly real. Yeah. And I just want people to be nice and want us all to get along and, and to have someone be so cruel and and malicious in for intent and personal gain and narcissism and all of that just, just make it... Ugh. Yeah, I found that really un, deeply unsettling and scary. That's very interesting. Yeah. It's also a comedy, that film. Yeah. It's made as a comedy. Like I know, but a... I didn't really see yeah, it yeah. as a comedy. No, that's totally fair. It's a very But I would, maybe I'd watch it again with... But I kind of came away from that going, oh, humans, it's terrifying. <laughs> but that's also the world of succession. <clears throat> yeah. It's very yeah. interesting, all that. Yeah. But when I was a kid, the one that scared me the most was... Um, I don't even really remember the rest of the film because I was probably in the corner in terror. Yeah. Went on to a sleepover <clears throat> for a friend's um, 15th, 14th birthday. Bunch of girls, maybe 11 of us in a living room and we watched uh, Jawbreaker. What's Do you know that film, yeah. Jawbreaker? I don't really remember it much, but it's like three girls who kidnap a friend of theirs as a joke. Right. And they tie her up, they like, you know, dress up and they, as like people who are going to mug her and they tie her up and they put a gumball, a jawbreaker gumball in her mouth and then they throw her in the boot of the car and they've put like duct tape over the top and then they get to where they're going and it's all meant to be a big old joke and then they open the boot of the car and she's swallowed the gumball and it's in the middle of her throat and she's dead. That, and I'm like in a room of 11 girls and going... One of them's going to kill me. One of them's going to put a jawbreaker in my mouth. I don't remember the rest of the film. I was terrified. And I also was the only one who didn't sleep that night. So I remember people were watching the film going, this is stupid, and dropping off. And I was just sitting there in terror. You were vigilant. You were like, I can't, <laughs> I can't remember the rest of the film. I was just vigilant. That like, Shit. Yeah. You like, I need to go over to Matthew Nobles. It's my safer there with the boys. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go back to Aladdin. Fuck. That's yeah. a horrible film. Yeah. So you don't like it's probably scared. a comedy as well. It's probably a comedy, and I missed the point, and I just took it too literally. <laughs> it's like, no. You don't like being scared. I don't you mind don't. it. I quite like, you know, like I love going to, um, you know, the Hollywood Horror Nights and and all those sort of like silly, quote unquote, silly sort of horror stuff because. Yeah. You know, like being chased by a chainsaw in a theme park is a lot of fun. Yeah. Because um, I know that there's no hooks in the... There's no teeth in that chainsaw. This right. is like the sound. Like I remember we went to um, the Hollywood Horror Nights. It, like, what, is it the Universal Studios, I think? Yeah. And I was genuinely running in a circle. The guy was chasing me in a circle around myself. I could, if I wanted to get away, I could have. But I was in, to see what te- in tears laughing so hard and so scared. But in this kind of like hysteria. Yeah. My boyfriend at the time was just like standing back watching me going, you're running in a circle. Like you, <laughs> you're actually that scared. I'm like, I'm terrified. And I love that feeling. But I, when it's dark and when it's darkness of like the human soul and our capacity to hurt each other, that's, yeah. I can't abide that. I'm completely comfortable. I love horror films, but I don't like, <clears throat> I hate torture ones. I hate <clears throat> it where it's just people being horrible. <clears throat> I like ghosty ones. Yeah. Those are fun. I remember, what, The Conjuring? Love The Conjuring. Loved The Conjuring. Conjuring's in, fucking brilliant. Yeah, I went and saw that at the cinema, and that was the best, because, like, 
yeah. you scare at the same time and then everyone and then someone at the back goes oh and everyone laughs at them but they're also like oh i'm so glad someone else made the sound that i wanted to <laughs> and there's that sort of tension release thing like watching a quiet place at the cinema wow uh, yeah what an experience everyone's so quiet <laughs> yeah and touch my popcorn that's furious yeah yeah I shouldn't have bought popcorn no i'm glad you didn't eat it crying and shit mm. you don't mind crying in front of people don't mind crying in front of people no i mean i do it for my job yeah can i ask you about that you genuinely i'll say this i've said this to you off mic i say it on mic you're a fucking amazing actor and in our show you were extraordinary and there's a bit no spoilers but at some point you have to do a bit of crying and uh, <laughs> it was so good but i'm genuinely i don't know how you do it and i wonder if you could tell me <laughs> Is it just you're imagining exactly as the character? Is there a trick in your head? Is mm. there a physical thing you can make yourself do that makes you cry? Yeah, there's like, you know, you keep your eyes open as long as you can. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. I don't know. It, there's a, there's a um, having empathy for the character. Mm. Um, maybe that's why I cry more now in, in films than I used to. I remember being a teenager and seeing like my mum cry in the film or something like that and being like, why the f- why is she crying? This isn't sad. <laughs> But teenagers genuinely, like, scientific, like neuro- neurologically have less empathy. Really? Which is really less interesting. Less than a child? Less than a child. They go through a stage developmentally where they have less empathy. Why? And part of that is, um, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure why, but it, um, there's probably a reason for evolutionary-wise. But that's part of why people like Hitler and, who was the one, Pol Pot, like, the, these, like, youths, mm-hmm. teenage rebel, rebel youths, yeah. are so easily... Um, sort of converted and and able to commit such atrocities that you're like how could you bear to do that because they genuinely have less empathy it's not that they're not going to grow into empathy it's just it's a neurological thing where they have to learn it again and and i feel like i've had that experience where i've seen you know a film that i didn't really understand or i I watched and went yeah that's a good film and then watched it again and bawled my eyes out (laughs) or even a film like watching i started watching moana on the plane because I wanted to cry. Yeah. And, and I can't remember what part. I ended up not finishing it because... Um, Couldn't take it. I could, no, because something else was happening. But I remember just like, just the barest thing made me start crying. I was like, I don't think I'm really ready for this right now. I just, I can't. I'm going to bawl completely. So I'm going to stop this now. Because like, it, I don't, it was like a really small thing. I was like, I don't know, someone getting a scratch and, and crying or... Usually the thing that makes me cry is kindness to other people. Yeah. Like like in Toy Story, f- what's the one, three, with the kids, where he's like, he's got to go to college, is that the one, yeah, is that three? Fine. The only part that made me cry in that, like I really expected to cry a lot more, the only mm. part that made me cry was when um, when she offers him the toys back yeah. when they're playing together. It's like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> it's like, re- that's really sad. Yeah, but anyway, I, I think as I've gotten older, it's easier to imagine, to, to, well, to just to, to cry, but to, to imagine what it's like to be another person because you have more sort of experience of mm. that you've gone through yourself and that you can imaginatively then put yourself in the position of that character. Also just breathing, yeah, really? is a technical sort of thing, just like being in touch with your breath and allowing something to hit you. Or allowing yourself to really feel something on a deep level. I mean, we didn't make you do it a lot, but could you, if we'd have, if we'd have, for whatever reason, had to sort of shoot that all day, could you have kept crying, or would it have been like, oh, I'm done now? Yeah, it depends. I've I've learnt that like you get a muscle memory for it, and this sounds really weird, but also hydrating because like you're you're yeah. expelling liquid and so you need to hydrate and it actually i have found when i've decided to go like no stay in it stay in it you've got to you've got to be in it and mm-hmm. you can't leave then it'll um then you sort of deplete the cup i guess and you have mm-hmm. to step away from it and think about other things and i find it very difficult to stay in something without giving myself a break for it from it so that when i come back to it it's fresh so it's much easier if you sort of just break the spell for a second. Right. If you're going to be going for, you know, five, six hours. Yeah, Not that I've ever really had to do a crying scene for six hours. In which case I would be like, you need to schedule this better. <laughs> and also like... You really need to say Maybe I shouldn't be crying. Is that why we're going again? Like maybe I should be acting better? Like... Yeah. Um, no, something's no, no, wrong. No, you're fine. Just, yeah. <laughs> just keep, keep up the tears. Man. 
Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. What is the film that... People don't like critically, not acclaimed. <clears throat> Most people think it's shit, but you're like, fuck off everyone, this feels brilliant. <laughs> uh, I don't have a lot of films like that where I love it and um, oh, you just no one go else. With the, I, with... Yeah, but I think I've had the experience where um, <laughs> I remember liking a film a lot and I saw it when I was a kid. I haven't seen it since. Maybe it doesn't hold up, but I've heard it since been. Um, <laughs> disparaged and people are like oh that film what is it chocolat oh like, yeah yeah that, people yeah, that are like, fucking film that, exactly and i'm <laughs> yeah. like oh yeah but i had such a great time when i watched it back no, in the day uh, i think that film is like totally lovely fine yeah as in it's, there's, it's not a bad film in any way i think it's just like it's, yeah. for some people it's like oh yeah yeah but it's definitely not a bad film chocolat. okay Cool. It's I mean, I'd, I'd never seen it again. Lovely. It's lovely. I saw it a couple of times when I was a kid, obviously. It's yeah. a lovely film. It's lovely. It's lovely. But a lot of people don't like it. So no. People don't like Lovely, though, did it? People don't like Amelie. No. People didn't it's like Eat, Pray, Love as well and those kinds of films. But I, I sort of, like, I get the purpose of them, you know? like Which is? And I make people happy, give people hope. Do you know what I did? I actually looked up the top... On IMDb, I was like, oh, fuck, I've got to get my film knowledge up again. And I yeah. was, like, scrolling through. It's, it's, it's somewhat revealing about our, the state of humanity, I guess, at the top 200 films. Yeah. A lot of them are about guns and violence and murder and war and mm. and not many eat, pray, loves are up there. <laughs> not enough women going on tours of the world. It's just not enough women, to be honest. Yeah. Top ten films, all male leads and male, like male protagonists and male directors. And top, this is the top ten like on most IMDb. box box set box Just, office. I, no, it's like all top voted. IMDb rated. So oh, right. you know that's like Shawshank. Yeah. Godfather. Yeah. Emily <laughs> uh, <laughs> was in the top two hundred, which is why it reminded me of right. it. Yeah. Interesting. I think she was number two hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's clinging on at the end. Yeah. You used to like me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's all right. What's the what's the film that you used to love, but you've oh. watched it recently and you went, oh, I don't like this anymore. I don't know why, but I used to be a really big Billy Crystal fan. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I City mean. Slickers. Loved that film. Yeah. Does not hold up. Really <laughs> terrible. You used to be one of my favorite films. Mate, same. I was like City Slickers. Why crazy. Hold up? It's, it's just like. Film. Boring. It's saccharine and sentimental, and here's we going like, "Hey, pray yeah, love. We that. need some more pray love around." It's just like, and he won a fucking, he won an Oscar for it as well. Jack Palance. <clears throat> no, really, Chris, Billy Crystal. He was nominated for it, I think. Or Jack the Palance Golden... won the uh, Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, but um, I think posthumously, I think he died between. No, because he did um, uh, push-ups at the Oscars. One arm push-ups. Got it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, maybe Billy Crystal got nominated for a Golden Globe then. Anyway, I just not... It's not good. It's not it's great. Jake Gyllenhaal in it, doing a farty armpit. He's the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, watch it. Up. I don't want to now. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe I was not in the right mood to watch it again, but mm. I was pretty excited to watch it again and was like, yeah. this is just destroying my childhood. 
person. Because I like I watch City Slickers too. I watch Analyze This and Analyze That. Yeah. <laughs> like to be honest, what kind of ten year old City Slickers was. was sort of killed for me by City Slickers too. Yeah, which is a dark. I don't remember money. It. Just, I think because the message of City Slickers Rome was so sort of joyful and, mm. and seize the mm. day and live mm. your life and have mm. adventures. And mm. then they made City Slickers 2. It was like, let's make money. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead. Yeah. All right. Not great. Well, that's maybe sad. Yeah, sorry. Uh, what is the film that means the <clears throat> most to you? Not because the film itself is any good. It might be, but more because the experience you had oh, yeah. watching it. The story you remember it from. I've got two. Okay. One, watching, and I know that I'm not meant to mention Titanic, but... You can, it's not been mentioned for a while. You can mention Titanic. <laughs> Titanic only because it was the first film that I saw and loved, and I was like, this film is amazing. Yeah. Like, like, I saw it at the cinema, and I felt sort of adult to, go, to going and seeing that. And then I went and saw it with my sister at the cinema again, and I had forgotten, I guess, what happens. <laughs> It's fucking crashed. <laughs> what the fuck? No, 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 no. Earlier. This was like the joyful opening sequence of him getting on the boat. Yeah. I was in tears, bawling so uncontrollably that I had to leave. My sister thought that I'd gone food poisoning and I was throwing up in the bathroom. I watched for the first third of the, maybe even half of the film, I watched in the um, entrance, the vom. Like I'd gone to the toilet because... I couldn't bear the fact that they were getting on the boat that was doomed, uh-huh. that was going to sink, that I knew it was going to sink, and I couldn't actually do anything about it. I couldn't. Yeah. I wanted to yell at the screen, like, don't get on the boat, just don't. Yeah. Just don't. It's fate. Like, I can't stop it, and they can't, they won't, they're not, they're, they're going to get on the boat, and I just, and they're going to have this whole thing. And I, yeah, the experience of, of knowing what was the future for these people and not being able to prevent their deaths or their experiencing exp- time all at once yes <laughs> like yeah. a loaf of bread yes. and so then I, I ran to, I left the cinema and went to the bathroom and for three hours no I you know cried for longer and then I got myself together and splashed my face with water and I came back into the the little you know like the, the is it the vom the the vomitorium the entrance into I don't know what it's called anyway the entrance into the cinema well, you can see the cinema, but you, and then you have to go around to get to the seats. Oh. See the screen. And as soon as I entered again, I was like, oh, they're on the boat. Oh. <laughs> they're on the boat. Bawling again. But I I'm, warned you. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do anything about this. <laughs> Crying. But then I, so I, I sat there for a long time. I, looked, I must have looked like I'd snuck into the cinema. Right. I had a ticket. And my sister was like, where is Sarah? And I sat by the entrance because I couldn't bear the pain of watching them suffer. And then went and sat by my sister. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, so I just got upset. Uh, that's really sad. Yeah. Yeah, but the other great thing yeah. <laughs> was um, the artist. I was in New York for the first time and a friend of a friend, a, f- a friend got in touch with uh, their friend and said, Ryan, can you take Sarah out? She's only, she's in New York. And we went out for coffee or something and he said, I've got $5 tickets. I'm a moment member. $5 tickets to this new film called The Artist. Do you want to come? It's a special screening. I think they're doing a Q&A afterwards. And I had never heard of the film. I didn't know that right. it had just, you know, been to Cannes and done all the sort of the whole thing. Most extraordinary film I've ever seen in the cinema because the audience, it's a silent film, and the audience did the soundtrack. Because they're all going, oh, oh, ah. Like all these laughs were in unison. And and the music for it, if you watch it with a cinema full of people, the music for it guides you. It's extraordinary. It was just an amazing cinema experience to have. And then, you know, everyone immediately stood and clapped. and Yeah. So, so much so that I was desperate for my boyfriend at the time. I was like, we have to go see this film. You would have loved it, blah, blah, blah. We went and saw it in uh, Newtown in Sydney and there were six people in the audience mm. and it was really slow. It was very boring. It was hard to watch. I had an exact opposite experience. I enjoyed it still, but I was so desperate for everybody to enjoy it as much yeah. as I did the first time that I was getting anxiety that no one, that, that people would think less of the film because they didn't have the experience that yeah. I had watching it. I had the same experience with Bad Boys 2. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I saw Bad Boys in a packed cinema on opening day in Harlem. Yeah. And it was fucking amazing. People were shouting at the screen. Mm. 
it was like it was one of my favourites in my experiences. Yeah. And then six months later, I went to sit in Kent with my friend Paul, basically telling him it was the best film ever made. And there were about ten people there, and no one laughed. And I was like, "This is shit. I hate Kent." <laughs> oh man, that's. Kent I mean, doesn't know how to watch bad boys. <laughs> It can backfire, though, because I saw Moneyball at the cinema, in yeah. a full cinema, yeah. and I got really like, I don't like that film for some reason. I think I should watch it again, because I've heard that it is good, and I know yeah. that it's probably good. But I got very um, Australian about the uh, vocal American support for Brad Pitt in particular. They were yeah. like, yeah, you tell him, Brad, like yeah. yelling at the screen. I was like, what the fuck? Let him do, like, let's yeah. just settle down, be, all right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> So I had the, I had like a Reddit, like, you know, mm. it was turning me off the film rather than like encouraging me to be a part of it. So That's fair. Know. Yeah. Uh, what is the, uh, what mm-hmm. is the sexiest film you've ever seen? I think Romeo and Juliet. Nice. Yeah. You love a bit of Leo, I, don't you? <laughs> well, it's at that time, I yeah. guess. The soundtrack as well. Mm. Really good soundtrack. One of the great soundtracks. Great soundtrack holds up still yeah yeah and just Any there's like there's like a, or the whole vibe no i'm just thinking about it now like there's like the romance of obviously romeo and juliet but there's also a lot of there's a lot of like sensuality to the film which i think mm. you don't sort of think of when you think of romeo and juliet as the play or the star-crossed lovers they're very like you don't think of the sensuality or the sort of explosion of puberty in that kind of world mm. i think the um the film does well in exploring that there's a subcategory <laughs> yeah <laughs> to this question uh troubling boners worrying why don'ts a film you found arousing but you weren't sure you shit <laughs> well i think aladdin is the answer to this yeah because you were immediately shamed immediately shamed i also wanted to be aladdin but had a crush on aladdin which I think is a lot of the time, like, that's how my <laughs> romantic life has been. It's like, I want to be you, <laughs> or I'll just be with you. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like such a um, <laughs> Either or, idolizing of the person that I'm like, you know, I kind of just want to be you, but if I could just I'll be, be near you. I'll be the carpet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to be Aladdin, but also, like, I definitely wanted to be the genie. But I think, yeah, I think Aladdin, like, I had a bit of a crush on him. He's not really my type now, but... You like men with nipples now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and not wearing purple vests and yeah. pantaloons with a little fez. You fancy Dick Genie a bit as well? <clears throat> yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Big broad chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny, slim waist, sassy. Very slim waist. Very slim waist. Yeah. Turn into anything. Yeah. You know, be um, anywhere. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Can do voices. Lots, yeah. Very entertaining. Uh, what is the film you most relate to? Yeah, so this is maybe a different kind of answer. I did a film back in, like, 2011, I think. I can't remember. Cool. Called Not Suitable for Children. And when it came out, people were like, Wow, Sarah, cool, she's great. Um, she's Australia's Emma Stone. I was like, fucking hell. What? You are Australia's yeah. Emma Stone. Thanks. Yeah. Ah, so I kept getting this. And I then can people- sleep. Finally. <laughs> so people kept on telling me this and I'd never seen any of her stuff, but yeah. I was a bit like, oh, can't I just be Australia's Sarah Snook? Or can't I just right. be like my own name? Or can't I be like, can't she be America's Sarah yeah. Snook? You know, like just, I wanted to be my own person. Anyway, then I went and watched Easy A, which had come out maybe a mm-hmm. year, two years before. It was sort of like at the beginning of her thing. And I watched that and was like, oh, yep. No, I am Australia's Emma Stone. She's a better version of me. Fuck. God damn it. Damn it. I could, I could have done this film. I wouldn't have done it as well as she does. Because yeah. I'm a beta copy of Emma Stone. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that's really the one I watched and went, this is me. Place now. Mm. Yeah. I think we thought we were getting Emma Stone. <laughs> I know. You've been effusive in your praise. It's <laughs> no, only to cover your like disappointment. That's what's like, You're not Emma Stone. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. we've got, listen, the credits, we don't have to. No, you can just change the we'll name. Just put it, yeah. Yeah. No one else will know. Yeah. They'll be like, oh yeah, Emma Stone just looks a little different. Yeah. Not that much different even. No. Acting the same. Yeah. 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 Um, we've also got JJ Field in the series. He looks exactly like Tom Hiddleston. Oh, Basically, yeah. we've made a series <laughs> with Licky Likes. <laughs> this is the double gangers. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is the film objectively mm. that's the greatest film of all time? This is a hard one. Not I don't... your favourite. Just objectively the pinnacle of cinema. I don't like saying things that are definitive. I know. <laughs> in this way. Unfortunately, that's the that's the rules. I wouldn't answer that question, but then I haven't died falling off a rocket ship. Well, trying to save you, really. <laughs> I mean, in that case, it should be gravity. <laughs> um, I think yes, it's possibly The Incredibles. I mean, no one saw that coming. <laughs> no one. I love that film. Not even Emma Stone that she's in your head. <laughs> Tell me about The Incredibles. The only film I've ever walked out of at the end and walked straight back in and bought another ticket and watched it again. Yeah. yeah. Why so? I loved it. I got. I just loved it. I loved. I love superheroes. Surprisingly, I haven't like watched a lot of Avengers or any of the other superhero films, but I just love the concept. I really did love the concept of superheroes at that time. It's funny. It's got a good message. And then Incredibles two, super psyched. And I really loved it as well. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I don't know what ob- objectively is the greatest film. Probably The Godfather, probably. That's what everyone You know, everyone says. says. But Incredibles but like, is a, a more interesting answer. Well, a bit of, a bit of lightness, a bit of fun, fun a bit of humour. Yeah. Life of Brian, maybe? I think that's a very good shout. I think humour needs to be in the greatest film. Yeah. Of all time. Because... Otherwise, where are we? Yeah, <laughs> you know? agreed. The top ten films in, in IMDb's sort of reckoning do not have really any... Hum- no jokes no, in them. I don't think so. From memory, I was like, that's dark, that's dark, that's got guns. Damn, that's like... I think <clears throat> people forget about humour. Sort of take it for granted, don't mm. realise mm. that they yeah. need it. And that yeah. it's quite easy to be dark. It is. Comparatively. And I love watching films with humour. But I don't seek, I don't go and watch, I'm going to go watch a comedy now. Yeah. For some reason I don't do that. But a film that has, that is funny with drama and heart, that yeah. makes me, and that's the best. Like The Incredibles. Yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe I'm going to put that for something else. Yeah, no, I'll put Listen, it I'm else. giving you The Incredibles. <clears throat> okay, great. It's a very good film. Mm-hmm. And that's your choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the film you can or have watched the most over and over again? I got a lot of answers. <laughs> and they all seem to be in the 90s. Okay. But I think I watched like films a lot when I was... Because I was home alone a lot when I was a kid by myself. And I must have just watched a lot of films then and watched the same ones over and over. Like I've watched Aladdin countless... Like, infinite amount of times and Lion King and Free Willy and Beethoven and Little Princess and Lovely Princess. Pretty Woman and Goodwill okay. Hunting and uh, Best Friend's Wedding and Priscilla Queen of the Desert and In, in the Cupboard and Mighty Ducks and White Fang and Matilda and Mrs. Doubtfire and Jumanji and all the like the ones with Robin Williams. Yeah. So ones that I could watch over and over again. Now I don't tend to watch films twice. But then I used to watch them a lot. Not since The Incredibles. Not since The Incredibles. The last film I did that with, like, walked out and watched it. I, this, it was two days apart. The Lego movie was this last film I saw. It Lego movie. Twice. Yeah. Too animated. Yeah, love and animated. Mm. My mum used to be a Disney rep. Um, what? And would bring home animated films. So I, used, I just watched, like, Aladdin, What's Snow White. What's Disney so, rep? Well, I think she, she just, just, like... like a hype man for Disney. <laughs> yeah, like, like, selling... Disney VHSs. Oh, wow. And so I grew up watching... She would bring them home for me to watch. That's cool. Very cool. So, like, Little Mermaid, Peter Pan, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Cinderella, Aladdin, Lion King. Hunchback Notched Down? No, she'd left by the time that one came out. Have you seen that? I've got a really, like, sort of line between, like, Milan, she'd gone... Uh, da- you know, like there's a there's a late Disney that I'm like, no, nah, it's not it's not real Disney, which is really silly. Right. Yeah, I think it's informed a lot of, and also in, within that, like all the characters, my favorite character because I look so I because I, I have a problem, I guess, with the the idea of this like this princess sort of mm-hmm. thing where you need a man to save you and you you know the kiss of the Sleeping Beauty and all those kinds of things. Yeah. I'm like, that's a bit 
fucked as a narrative to be telling our young yeah. daughters of the world. And yet I watched all those films growing up and the thing I came away with it was like, I want to be Ursula, I want to be Jafar, I want to be the genie, well, I want to be Aladdin, I want to be Sebastian. And I <laughs> like all the characters. Well, it's okay. Yeah, I could, I could dig a little Simba, but Nala, whatever. Timon yeah. and Pumbaa, definitely. Yeah. 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 Not even Cinderella. What about Cinderella? Do you want to be Prince Charming? I mean, who's interesting no. in Cinderella? The mice? The mice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Sleeping Beauty, you want to be... I didn't really watch that very much because there was no evil character that... Snow White, the dwarves, and yeah. the queen. But okay. most of the dwarves. Isn't Maleficent in Sleeping Beauty? No. Is that, she's, is it, it's the story of the evil queen, right? I haven't seen Maleficent. Yeah. She's, she's, the, yeah. she's the, the bad guy in Sleeping Beauty. Right. You'd have liked that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what? Okay, I'm going to give you uh, the Indian in the cupboard. What is, <laughs> what is the... Oh, we don't like to be negative, but we'll do it quick. What's the worst film you've ever seen? Gremlins. Okay. There's a lot of people just throwing their listening devices at the wall and they're like, I liked Australia's ever stone. What the... <laughs> I'm totally happy to hear your thoughts on why Gremlins, <clears throat> beloved, literally just re-released and every film magazine has given it five stars, beloved Gremlins. Literally re-released and given five stars? Yeah. Are you this kidding mo- me? This month, I've read what? it in four magazines, it's re-released in cinemas, and I'm surprised, five stars across the board. It's terrible. It's such a bad film. Why? The puppetry's bad. I watched it, okay, granted. Yeah. I have zero nostalgic attachment to it. Never yeah. saw it until three years ago. And yeah. it was like, oh, Gremlins. Everyone loves Gremlins. You can yeah. watch Gremlins. It was like, this is some xenophobic, weird, like, no, it's terrible. It's really bad. The Gremlins are kind of like, ah, no. Nah. I just, I got really pissed off watching it. Maybe that's why City Slickers was bad, because we watched them both the same oh, night. No, we had a, had a terrible, terrible night. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, I watched Gremlins <laughs> recently and think, my criticism was only that it's very slow, surprising. It's so slow. It was amazing how long it took for a fucking Gremlin to pop up in Gremlins. Yeah. But Gremlins 2. Really? Magnific. <laughs> Gremlins 2, the new batch. <laughs> okay, Gremlins 2, the only thing I know about Gremlins 2 is Jordan Peele's. Um, yes. And I think that's brilliant. I just don't so need to watch it now. That's funny. like. But it's really funny, Gremlins 2. It's just like a sketch show. And it's taking the piss out of Trump. Okay. And it's I'll watch it. funny. <laughs> And they all sing New York, New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gremlins won, though, man. Slow. Slow. It is slow. Like, all this, like, oh, it's a German-made car. It's probably... Sh-. I'm like, what the fuck is this xenophobe? Like, come on. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is <clears throat> the... Listen, you're funny. What's the funniest film? What's the film that made you laugh the most? The Castle. Fucking great film. Castle, and that would be like one, if I was going to watch again and again and again, I've seen that one so many times. I love, love that film. It's so good. It's yeah. great. It's just so charming. They shot it in like 10 days. They, I mean, it's like the best sort of cobbled together yeah. brilliance and, and teamwork. And I love it. Do you know what I really like about this? Quoted a lot. Every Australian that I've had on this show has picked the castle. And the reason I really like that is that I love the castle. Castle went, went around the world and was brilliant. Mm, mm. But it's the sort of film where mm. I would worry that an Australian would oh. go, that's not what Australia's like, but all the totally. Australians love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crocodile Dundee is like, yeah. that's not what <laughs> Not that I've, to be honest, never seen the film. Okay. But pff, you can tell. The castle is just so good. Yeah. When they're, they're shopping trolley home with their luggage in it because they're so close to the airport and the... <laughs> the happiness about that, like sort of like the innocent naivety of like, yeah, and it's great because we just bring a shopping trolley. <laughs> I'm so close to the airport. But everyone has to be like, get away from the airport, it's bad real estate. They're like, oh, isn't it great? Just like seeing the good side of things, yeah. seeing the bright side of life, seeing like, you know, choosing to see the positive side. I love that. Tell him he's dreaming. You know, all those, like, all the quotes. <laughs> it's the vibe, it's. Eric Banner? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Comedy. Excellent. Lovely answer. Sarah Snook. Yes. You've been wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, 
When you, uh, you were 92, and um, <laughs> as part of a new programme that you set up, which was Old People Save the World, yeah. <laughs> uh, you said goodbye to your remaining family. Mm-hmm. They were fine with it. They were like, listen, you were like, listen, I might come back. And they were like, mm, okay, <laughs> we'll say goodbye just yeah. in case. Yeah. Wink, wink. And you're like, no, no, I think I'm coming back. And they went, yeah, okay, grand. And uh, they said, but just so you know, I'm saying goodbye. I love you and I'm saying goodbye. Yeah. And you were like, see you in a bit. And they were like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was being super grand. got on this, you went super grand. You went on a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. You got out of the atmosphere. You got a load of space invoices. And you started inputting <laughs> data that would, for Greta Thurberg to put into her uh, abacus, because she doesn't use electricity. <laughs> And uh, and you did you did this, but for some reason one of the accounts that flew out the window, you're like, oh, I better get on the side of the rocket ship, pick up that invoice. You stepped out with your helmet, everything on, but you fell off, just slipped off the mm. edge, mm. Uh, uh, clumsy. And you slipped <laughs> off the edge of the spaceship, and you started free floating through space, yeah. uh, heading towards the atmosphere because you were pointed down, mm. and you thought, oh. Be nice to get a little high. <laughs> I haven't got any weed on me. Maybe I'll see if I can intake a load of oxygen. Yeah. And as your body got near to the atmosphere, where it was about to explode, <laughs> instead you popped open the hood of your helmet. Mm-hmm. You went, <gasps> and your head exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Just exploded anyway. all over space. Yeah. Anyway, I heard about this. <laughs> And I was like, bloody hell, Muggins ear's got to clean up. <laughs> so I had to fly into space. Yeah. I went out on one of them rope things, yeah. scraping up the bits of your fucking yeah. head that have blown up. Thank you for body. that. Yeah, listen, I'm a friend. Scraped it all together, but there's bits yeah. of debris from the spacesuit that exploded with it. There's, like, bits of stars. I mean, we're mm. all made of stars, mm. but you at this mm. point literally mm. were... Anyway, I got all of you back together. I brought you back to mm-hmm. Earth. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking mess, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and there was a lot more of you than I'd expected because mm. of all the extra bits I picked mm. up. Stuff all of you into a coffin. The coffin was originally made to your specifications, but there's more. There's more of you. <laughs> well, I was me- melded with the debris. You melded Space with the debris. Jump. The pressure actually made your, yeah. your body expand. Yeah. And the explosion. It, a real... It's a real mess. Yeah. Stuffed you in. <clears throat> the thing is, it's full now, this coffin. Mm. It's absolutely rammed. Mm. And there's only room for one DVD that I could slide in the side and send you over to the other side of it. And on the other side, it's movie night every night. What movie are you taking to show everyone on your movie night? I think Boy. She's taking Boy. I think Boy. There's a lot of films one could take. Yeah. Um, I think James Acaster's taken Boy. So, oh, damn it, I have to take a different one? No, you've taken it. People like it that, that much, they'll be happy it came around again. Maybe if no one's taken um, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, have they taken that one? It's, no, I think that's stayed on there, so you can take... Okay, you're going to take Priscilla Queen of the Desert. All right. I'll take Boy. You take Boy. Yeah. Um, it's a gold, gold platinum edition. Sarah Snook, is there mm-hmm. anything you would like to tell anyone to look out for? Uh, or to um, follow you on? Look out for... My space program, old people. <laughs> old people save the world. Old people save Look out, look both ways when you cross the road. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've got. We start shooting in April, so for the third, se- third season, there is a third season. It'll come out next year, some point. Look out for this, the thing, which doesn't have a name yet. Doesn't is it named? Oh yeah. I mean, we That'll have be a name out for after. It, I don't know if we're allowed it yet. <clears throat> yeah. So look out for the untitled <laughs> Brett Goldstein and Will Bridges project, project starring it's about multiple people. It's about soulmates, yeah. Stars, uh, it stars England's Tom Hiddleston and Australia's Emma <laughs> <It was> Stone. <laughs> <laughs> and it also has Ben Kingsley in it, so it's got a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. It's a really big deal. I know you don't do these things. I really appreciate your time. You're welcome, of course. Thank you very much. All right. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks. Good to have you. So that was episode 79. Get your tickets for the live show February 26th. You can get them from the Dice app and head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 10 minutes of chat with Sarah Snook. 
Go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write about the film that means the most to you and why. Have a look. People have been doing it. It's amazing. Plus, it does help numbers. means more people see it. I can keep making it more and can keep drinking craft beer. We can all be happy forever till we die. Thank you so much to Sarah for doing the show and for being so great. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics. Lisa Lydon for the photos. Come join me next week where my special guest is a surprise. But they're amazing. In the meantime, have a lovely week and please be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.